Hello, and welcome to the Nostalgia Podcast. A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens. My name is Eric Lefebri. And my name is Jessica Terzero. And this week we watch Mortal Kombat. Oh my god. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um what a treat. What a little treat. I had never seen that original Mortal Kombat. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. So it was on fresh eyes for me. I mean, come to find out, I really haven't seen much of anything. I feel like every episode I'm like, I've never seen any of these. I mean, I I'm also the same, so I'm very happy that we're doing this cuz like, I mean, this is one that I did watch and I watched a couple of times and I loved it because like I was a little gamer girl growing up. So I used to go to the local liquor store and like play Mortal Kombat there. I was never good at fighting games. Fighting games were never my thing. Yeah. Um, it was just button mashing, but I loved playing that. I was like always Sonya, right? Always the girl, always whoever. But yeah, so I watched this movie then and I was like, oh, hell yeah. So when they announced the remake, I was like, fucking cool. We'll get to talk about this on this podcast. And I had not seen the movie in a probably since that time frame. And man, oh, man. I mean, I yeah, I have some stuff to say about it, but I'm honestly way more excited to talk about the 1995 one than the new one. But that that is what it is. And similarly, I'm also a button mash queen. I have no idea how to play those games. Any fighting games (laughs) like that, like like Tekken or Street Fighter, like any of those side-scrolling fighter games, um, literally, it's just like, I'll learn one special. Like, I remember in Tekken, it was like one Yoshimitsu special that I was like really good at. And then I was like, I'm a master. I I don't need to learn anything other than this. (laughs) And I'll just keep hitting them with my sword. And it does not matter. (laughs) Cute. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was more of a... um... Beat Mania and Bobble Puzzle Girl. That's kind Gorge. of what I Metal Slug. I loved Metal Slug. Oh my god, I was obsessed with Metal Slug. Are oh you kidding god. me? Metal Slug oh was synonymous with pizza for me, or round table pizza because of the pizza place in Prunedale where I grew up. It had the Metal Slug machine. Uh, what for me? An absolute it was treat. it was the Simpsons and the Pizza Hut that was also still Ooh. had like the salad bar. Oh um, fuck yeah. So, also air hockey, like, yeah, I, I went to the arcade basically twice a week from when I was, like, 10 to 18. Yeah. So, it was it was good times. Ooh, maybe we'll just start, like, a once-a-month episode uh, talking about these old games. I mean, I'm it's down. So I'm so ignorant to a lot of, like, I, I mean, as a consumer, love. I really, like, some of the game, like, you know that one game with the, um you know, like, the... The thing it spins and you have to jump on it. Anyways, that game, you know, that's like me describing <laughs> any knowledge of any games I have for the most part. <laughs> but yes, 100%. I think it would be fun and very silly. But Mortal Kombat. Should um, we do it? Yeah, let's just fucking rage. That's enough of an intro. That's all you guys get. You don't need it anymore. Yeah, we're, we're ready good. to talk about this. Yeah. So just okay. buckle up and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> Martial artist master Liu Kang is haunted by the dream of his brother being killed by Shang Tsung in the legendary Mortal Kombat tournament, a secret fighting tournament held once every generation to keep the Outworld realm from invading Earth. 
After 10 consecutive victories, Outworld is allowed to conquer Earth. But don't worry, that will never happen. JK, they've won the last nine tournaments, so this one is kind of important. With the tournament just days away, Shang Tsung lures the remaining heroes of Earth, Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade, to a boat that will take them to the tournament grounds, where they are finally greeted by Raiden, the protector of the Earth realm, and filled in on some of the details. With that, the battle begins. Kind of. After a rocky start, Lou, Sonya, and Johnny become friends and subsequently win their first matches. After getting some hot intel from Princess Katana, Sung's adopted daughter, the gang heads off to spy on the enemy, learning more about their plans and the tournament itself, but is quickly found out. As they make their hasty retreat, Raiden tells the group they must conquer their fears in order to win the battle ahead. After a few quick fights, Sung kidnaps Sonya in an attempt to win Mortal Kombat. Luckily, her friends follow them into the outworld, where they are met by Katana, who gives them a lot of background information and takes them to the place Sonya is being held. A fight happens with Kang and Sung. Kang wins and reconciles with his brother's spirit, and Earth is saved from... Mortal Kombat! So, here's my big takeaway from this movie. Um, this movie knew exactly what it wanted to be, and it stuck to the prompt. And I think that's my favorite part of it, where it's like the dialogue, trash. The narrative, kind of holy, but who cares? Like the one-liners, punch, punch. Like it's it's silly for the sake of being silly. It's very clearly like this is based off of an existing franchise. And we this is like there's there's a level to me where it feels like it could be sponsored by like Pizza Hut or like. Pizza Hut presents Mortal Kombat. Like, you know what I mean? Where it's very clearly structured in this way that is like, this is obviously based. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's very they specific. Had... It's it, Yeah, it's just, it's just very specific. It knows the prompt. It sticks to the prompt. And be, for that reason, I'm in. No, but for that reason, like, honestly, it like, it was fun. It was just fun and silly. And like, obviously there are moments of just like, trashy, problematic, just like, Oh well, I'm like just looking at her. Johnny Cage opens his yeah. fucking mouth. I'm just looking at her <laughs> boobs, or like, wow, he's gonna be late to breakfast, or like, just silly, silly shit. You know what I mean? But even within this world of nonsense, which this movie is kind of a world of nonsense, who ca- like not who cares, but like it feels of the world. The even these like little throwaway problematic pieces because. Like, we're not buying any of this as any sort of real thing. It's a cartoon, essentially. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, so... I, um... I, lo- I thought it was great. Obsessed. <laughs> so, um, I feel like... So, a lot of video games that are made into films always are awful or like they're they're trying to make out of a story out of something that's nothing right or they try to make something way more important or they try to make a movie that is like super mario brothers that has nothing to do with being the super mario brothers and the whole thing right so this movie like you said is not that they knew exactly what the game was and they took a lot of the sets from the game too and were like cool we're gonna have this here like the fights literally felt like you are like it it felt like playing the video game you know and then like even like the dialogue like there's very little dialogue in uh in the mortal kombat games right but for but they were like okay we have to say this and we have to say this like they it felt like they had like a check uh like a checklist of locations and lines that they had to say yeah and they they did that they just threw that in there and then like okay great let's weave a narrative around this so for doing that i think it was 
like you said, just very fun, very cartoonish, very the whole thing, right? Um, there is a lot of male posturing in all of these fights. Like, it well, was just all so performative and so hilarious. And arguably, that, and, I mean, that's the game, right? It's like, the, it's like the, ooh, like, ooh, like, I'm gonna, mm, like, those sounds, it's just, that's yeah, Mortal exactly. Kombat. Like, just grunts. And then, and like, like, even, like, I love how bad the extras in the back of these fights were because, oh, like, yeah. they, you know, like, when you're playing the game and there's, like, the extras in the in the background, right? They're always like, yeah, yeah. Like, the people in the background were exactly those video game characters. And that was just so silly and so fun and so, like, so awful. <laughs> yeah. It just, like, it worked. Like, if you turn off your brain and just watch it like this, it's silly, it's stupid, it's fun, it's... The whole thing. And truly, like the way they introed it too, when it's like Jackson Sonya running through it, it's just like, I got your six jet, like line, 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 character name. Oh, char- other character name. I'm like, it's very clear, like, we're trying, this, the only reason we're here is to introduce these characters. Boom, we're going. But it's so ham, it's just so bulky and like unrefined that it just feels like, oh, fucking, this, you are telling me exactly what this movie is going to be in these first few seconds. Cool. I'm on board. Like, no need to say anything. And this any movie, more. like the whole premise, is predicated on like on violence, right? the The whole yeah. video game is just beating oh. the shit out of each other, right? Yeah. Mortal Kombat is literally there in the title, so you should not expect anything anything profound from yes. that. I feel like the next one had a moment where they could have done that, and I was pretty stoked on that. But we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um. So you can't really expect a lot. And of course, violence is going to be glorified. And like, I do want to like really get into like some of the characters and some of the weird shit about the tournament itself. First, I also want to acknowledge that this film is fucking white. Like, yeah, (laughs) this film is so, 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 so white. Um, And it is very gross in that aspect uh, because like you're seeing these characters that are supposed to like you know be doing martial arts uh, or be like you know Raiden is supposed to be like a fucking god of thunder and lightning or whatever and he's a white dude you know like it's just Christopher Lambert (laughs) some white actor also I have some bullshit to say about Raiden in these two movies Raiden sucks fucking hate Raiden so yeah where should we start I want to start with Sonia because I think largely, obviously, there's a lot to be said about, like, she's there to be a sex object to some degree. But I do think that this movie does a really good job at doing some sort of redemptive, like, don't underestimate this person. Just in terms of, like, the whole Kano subplot where, like, he's leading her... He's like ga- essentially like gaslighting her into the tournament by being like, oh, just follow me, but I'm not going to pretend... Like, I'm going to pretend like... I don't know that you're following me, but I'm really just leading you into this trap situation. But it's like this constant like objectification. And obviously he's like this abusive piece of shit. I mean, granted, not a lot to say, but just like he's really hot and it sucks and I hate it. It just really <laughs> hurts my brain. But the final moment they give her with him when they're fighting and this whole time he's a big piece of shit, literally like just killing anybody who gets in his way. He says give me a break when she has his neck between her knees and she just says, okay. And snaps his neck. I was like, that's fucking cool because it was, it was like, I know this movie isn't very deep and it's not trying to be deep. There isn't a lot lot of like feminist intent behind some of these moments, but there is a level of like, 
in this moment of weakness and vulnerability on Kano's end, where he is in a position like when he's when he's not in a position of power, where he's been presented as this this character who holds all the cards, who who makes the choices, is an ethical nightmare, like is a monster. He's just doling out death left and right. In this moment, he kind of asks for mercy in this way where he's like, oh, well, now that I'm vulnerable, cut me some slack. Like, come on. And her, well, her and response to it is no is not, heart. Not has, no hesitation. <laughs> just like, no hesitation. Boom, sure, I'll give you a break. I'll break your fucking neck. And you couple like, couple that with the fucking, just the, the silly joke of it. I'm like, ugh. Amazing. <laughs> that's the only that's literally the only part of her and her character that I liked because yes. literally everything else was I, like at first I was like, OK, like, fine. Sure. And then I was like, oh, cute. You made you turned your pants into cutoffs. Cool. I'm here for that. So like her turning the pants into cutoffs and then like killing King without hesitation. Fucking cool. Tight. I'm here for this. However, Everything else around her, like, she doesn't make a single choice for herself. It's all just no. reactionary or, you know, like, men are baiting her to, like, they're they're kind of deciding her fate around her. And she doesn't really have a choice in any of that. She has, like, yeah. literally no, she has no agency in any of it. And, like, she doesn't, she's the only one when they get on the boat that doesn't know that they're going to Mortal Kombat or what the fuck that is, right? And they're all just, like telling her what to do and she keeps saying i don't want your help i don't want your help don't do this for me especially to johnny who's gross and he's just (laughs) like but instead everybody just kind of like doesn't listen to that and just keeps calling her baby or darling yeah and so like and also her her last name is blade right so it's like ooh, like she's she's sharp she's you know she's edgy she's all of this but like I feel like that was just a, an attempt to try to make her badass. Like, I mean, like on the video games part, well, right? Because oh, this is what yeah. this is that, made That's more of, of like. a conversation of like the, the, the sellability of sex. And by sex, we mean women's bodies as objects for like yes. the purposes of a video game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But her character is based on what she is to men, which is a way to fulfill their maleness. Yeah. So like Johnny Johnny and Sung are, and Shang Tsung are... Um, are essentially the same, right? Like they, um, they both want her body, and they both talk about that a lot. Um, and when uh, Johnny just patronizingly builds her up, while uh, what's his name, uh, just like patronizingly grinds her down. So like Johnny tells her things like, "Oh, I'm gonna protect you. It's okay. Like it's a guy thing, whatever." And she's like, "I don't fucking need you." And then the second that like he's in any sort of danger, she's like, "Oh." He's like, no, 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 no. I'm, 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 you, you can handle this. It's okay, you know, because he's a piece of shit. Um, and then, like, he goes after Goro trying to say, like, oh, Sonia, I'm doing this for you. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this because I don't want you to have to face him. And she's there, like, trying to, like, talk him out of it. And she's like, no, don't you fucking dare do this to me. And he's like, no, 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 I'm doing this for you, baby. Um, he's just super patronizing to her the whole time and it's like framed as again supposing to be cute and then Shang Tsung he's like obsessed with her and he just keeps like uh, and the reason he is obsessed with her we don't know throughout the whole film like um, what does he tell Kang he says like don't hurt her I only want her to be manipulated or uh, humiliated right and he just keeps saying oh my darling here's this for you here's that right and it turns out the whole reason why he wanted her in the tournament is so at the very end he could challenge her and then have an easy win 
for Mortal Kombat because he he never once thought that she was capable or anything. She was going to be the easy win and she was going to be he was going to be able to take Earth down through a woman, a defenseless, yeah. helpless woman that he kidnaps and just like throws her into this like over sexualized like barefoot by the way i don't know if you noticed that but he she's fucking barefoot and, and like tied up and stuff and i was just like cool like this is what you want this is this is your choice awesome yeah but i do th- um, i mean i do think that it was like just a general play on character that shang Tsung did set this whole trap because this is like the 10th victory and therefore will be like the final win so he's trying there's an assumptive like well she's a woman so she's weak get her here, I'll fight her, and I'll obviously win because she's a woman. At that point, I'll take over the Earth. Their souls are mine. Yum, 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 yum. Which, I mean, again, Shang Tsung sucks, so that's, so that's just a, like a play on <laughs> character. But I do think like just the, the coupling of like uh, Liu Kang and uh, what is it, Johnny's last name? Johnny Cage. I remember that Johnny because Cage. I have a note saying, what if Nick Cage played Johnny Cage? Oh, would be obsessed. What yeah. a chaotic move that would be. I don't think Nick Cage is pretty enough to be Johnny. Johnny Cage is supposed to be like pretty boy. He's not to say to be, that but Nick I'm, Cage I'm is... okay with him like not doing yeah. that. I'm okay. Like I would be okay with that. But see, see to me, I liked Johnny Cage because of just the aloofness that they wrote his character. Because like, yes, he's patronizing. Yes, he's like fuck boy misogynist like that's just his whole deal outside of that i just like that the character was so clownish and buffoon he was just a buffoon like and that was the whole joke is like he's there to be the butt of the joke at every turn where he's like i'm gonna say something confidently and everyone's like no you're wrong he's like oh (laughs) whoops or like what you know what i mean like he's supposed to be the dumb pretty one which i liked just as like a turn because yes, he's being this ob- objectifying crumb ass dude. But at the end of the day, this guy is really dumb. <laughs> like he's really he, like, he's just, he's a buffoon. He's a clown. He's like, nobody takes this person seriously. And I think even the, the, the action surrounding him, there's like a vainness obviously because he's an actor. That's his whole backstory. But like, even after the fight with fucking Scorpion and he drops his headshot signed, like, xoxo johnny cage i'm just like amazing incredible literally perfect because it it is just again a play to character and i know a lot of that has to do with just this being a video game movie but even then it's like even if like yes he sucks yes he's a misogynist yes it's he is trash but he's (laughs) he's the joke he's a joke he's he's, not a real character he's he's like still rewarded for all of it though and i guess that's true he is the one that say like Sonia doesn't get to save herself in any of this. She has to be saved. And then she is literally made a trophy. She's damseled and then made a trophy for Johnny because Johnny did the good thing, right? And then Johnny also, um, he's the one out of everybody, like uh, Luke Kang doesn't get it, where it's just um, he makes the choice and he says, like, it's... Um, uh, like I made a choice. It's our tourney. Or it's our tournament or whatever. And he's like, and we're gonna fight it. And he's like the one that understands Mortal Kombat. And he's the one that like has that wisdom, even though he's like a piece of shit. And he gets the attaboy from Raiden, right? He just figures it out, and he's like, he gets that. I, he got too much credit. Is is what I think. He got he too did. much credit. But, and but and yeah. And to be fair, I mean, granted, almost any movie. Even if the pretty white guy 
even if he is the clown and the butt of the joke, at the end of the day, he still gets more credit than any non cis hat white person in that story. He also has Just, more lines than anybody, too. And he's like taught martial arts by some old white dude. And is like, his whole reason for going is like, people don't believe that he's the best and they don't believe that he is so good at all of this. And he's like, oh my God, I have to go prove everybody wrong. I have to go do this. And then he just like constantly tries to put everybody else down. And yeah, it makes him like, he's the butt of the joke and everything. But because he's rewarded in the way that he is at the end, it like makes it seem like it's okay. And I I just really don't like him. And it's also super gross that he's like, I can smell Katana. Uh, she was over here because, like, that's her perfume. And I was like, you fucking perv. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but I did I did like that he was often the butt of all of the jokes when, like, um, Kang, who, like, Kang is awesome. He, like, tells Kang to, like, take his bags. And he's just like, oh, sure. And he takes the money and throws the fucking bags overboard. And it's like, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And even in that scene, like, the response isn't like, hey, fuck you. I'm ready to fight. It's just like, well, f- thankfully, I didn't ask him to park my car. Like, again, just playing to the aloofness of, like, it's just, he's a clown. He's a buffoon. He's a foolish, <laughs> foolish person. Apparently, he was based off of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, that tracks. And apparently, the character was supposed to be a design of Jean-Claude Van Damme, but then the rights were not secured. So, this whole persona is supposed to be like pretty boy fighter movie star, which is just Jean-Claude Van Damme. I love the Goro puppet, was obsessed with- Goro is very cute. You have to love- Like, it was- Oh, my God. Because, I mean- Love a practical set. Like, love a practical moment, right? Mm-hmm. And this thing was just like, <laughs> like it's very top heavy. <laughs> it would like, Gore would raise their arms and it was just like, you saw the plastic like kind of pulling apart or like the molding a little bit. It was, um, honestly, it was gorgeous. I'm not going to talk too much shit on it because <laughs> at the end of the day, it really looked great. And like those moments where Goro's like going to fight Kano at the table or something would be like, I'm the one in charge. And he's trying to look intimidating. It's like fucking Barney trying to say like, I've got a gun. <laughs> like It's just, it's so silly because he looks so silly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I loved it. I mean, again, it, to me, it completely added to the, to the ambiance of this movie. Cause it was, again, it's just like, who fuck like, Am I intimidated? No. Is it cute? Of course. Is it silly? 100%. And I love it. I I absolutely love it. Also, I cannot handle when Kano said the line, just like daddy taught me. Um, I need need him to disappear with that line. Because that's just too much. (laughs) It's too much for my brain to handle. I'm like, (sighs) I don't know who wrote that in there for him, but. But it was for you. It was apparently, it was a lot for me. It's too much for me. Um, Yeah. Oh, and then like when Johnny Cage punches Goro in the crotch. Yes. He just like a full split reach back. Like it just, that is the silliest bullshit thing. And obviously both movies did this pretty heavily, but just kind of the dropping the verbiage of the game. Like that was a flawless victory like just for no just just because like it's in the line it's just we must or just like when when gore looks over at shang sun and shang sun's just like finish him you're like oh my god this is so silly it's again it's just silly 
but it's fun. <laughs> I don't know. I I had a great time with this movie. I really liked watching it. But again, yes. there's just there's just these moments where it's like everybody's these caricatures of people, which is fine. But like the women deserve better. Sonia deserved better. Princess yeah. Katana is dangerous because she has knowledge and words of encouragement. Like she's yeah. like this dangerous adversary that must be watched and was adopted by her parents' killer. Okay. And um, like, I mean, there could have been some cool stuff, but instead it's just her telling Kang, like, you could do it. Use the yeah. element that gives life, you know? And you're like, okay. And then if you don't fight with all of your heart, there is no hope. Like, wait, but what about you? What about you? Like, what, <laughs> what are you? And then at the end, she also gets paired off with fucking Kang. So it's like Johnny and Sonya walking out and Katana and Kang walking out. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, to me, that felt really silly. And then, like, and Kang, like, I like Kang because, like, he left the Order of Light because he doesn't believe that men fighting decides the fate of the world. Like, even though, like, he grew up in this, like, order that's, like, Raiden is everything and we need to win Mortal Kombat and blah. He's like, yeah, whatever. Like, and he left. But, like, the whole time he's also kind of, like, he's asking, like, Raiden, like, if you're God, why don't you protect my brother? Like, why this? And Raiden's like, well, I can't do everything. And then you're like... You've literally done nothing, Raiden. Like, you have done fucking nothing for anybody this whole time. So I thought, like, him questioning Raiden was really cool. And then, like, he had some good lines where he's like, you could look into my soul, but you can't own it, you know. Um, and, like, you know, Na- uh, all these souls and you still don't have one of your own. Like, I feel sorry Ooh, for you. And I was like, oh, burn. damn, that's good. Uh, but then, like, also, he calls out the sexism of Johnny Cage, too. Like... Whenever he tries to like tell, like, be like, oh, yeah, well, um, but Sonia and this, he's like, look, you don't, you're not actually praising her. This is sexism and that's, that's stupid. You, you're doing this because she's a woman and you're attracted to her. And like, it was just like this really subtle call out. But like, the reason that Kang wins is because he's the only one that's willing to listen to women out of anybody in this entire franchise because like everybody else is just trying to not only dominate each other but also dominate the women clearly so i thought that was really cute yeah that was definitely a nice touch in a movie of a lot of messiness i think i keep saying that like i don't really take this movie seriously and i want to clarify what that means for me only in terms of intent so to me this movie encompassed all the way through all of its themes general motifs general characterizations all of it everything in this movie is made in jest to me it feels like a caricature of a film it feels like an intentional clowning of cinema does that make sense and so with with that like sort of lens intention or at least that's kind of the take when these moments of like misogyny happen or when these like characterizations happen there is a level of me that's like oh well that's obviously not real because none of you know what i mean not to not to discredit or take away from like what the dialogue is but the dialogue itself is bad like nothing in this movie for the most part is inherently good apart from some of the fight scenes that are really stylized and like cool but because of that sort of jestful lens that just colors my entire approach to the film obviously like there are these moments of, of, of badness, of misogyny, but like 
it's hard for me to even because in because in some of these other movies where it is trying to like especially this next one where it's trying to sort of like ground this idea in the real world and trying to say like these are real people who exist on earth and this is the story of that existence of these characters I feel like this Mortal Kombat was just like, fuck it. This isn't Earth. This is a different planet. Like, nothing's... Like, this is all This is all a made-up, make-believe, far-away, nothing-real place. Like, and so with that lens, there is a level of me that took... Again, not to undermine the critique in general, because I think that, like, if I'm like, well, it's fake, <laughs> would be a disservice and a complete ridicule of what we're doing here, right? But even outside of that... Even those moments of misogyny, I was like, oh, I'm taking note of this. But, like, it feels like not a joke, but it seems like, oh, this isn't real. Does that to mean? Does, me, I, do- had, I had the complete opposite reaction. Really? Because as a woman in gaming, especially growing up as a women gamer or woman gamer, um, it was a really awful place for me to be. Yeah. Uh, just being in any sort of proximity to games. I had no female companions that were gamers. When I hung out at the arcades, it was me and like five dudes, you know, yeah. that would always be there. And so like, you know, and it was always like, oh, yeah, let's fucking talk about this. Or like, you know, and then it's like, oh, we're talking about wrestling. And then there's China and then there's this. And it's like just like all of these um, all of these characters, the way that they worked to further the objectification and um enable misogyny like to me like that was then those kinds of things were projected onto me i was and sure i wasn't the the best gamer or anything but it was i was not um in in certain games i was not to be taken as seriously as somebody else you know and those kinds of comments those those kinds of sexist comments and misogynist comments are things that i heard all of the time because those were perpetuated by these characters that that these boys loved and it was okay you know and yeah for me like yeah sure i mean this is just this is just a silly film however without having women in the film that have agency and without having with just having them be there to be objectified and to be sexualized and to be like to kind of like fight over control of that um that was like i looking at things like this i can see how damaging that was to me just being a young woman in that space yeah you know um so i think i think i just have a really different take on that because this was like directly related to where i was at this time frame oh, you yeah. know um and because of that too also that internalized misogyny that i put on myself right and like was so ingrained in who I was and what I expected of myself and my role. Um, so it's it's a little bit different for me, I think. Um, well, understandably I, I totally so. get what you're saying. Absolutely. No, but but to that to that point, that's not an experience that I ever had or ever will have. You know what I mean? Right. So so for me, obviously, I'm not going to see this and be like, oh, I know what it's like to be a woman in this space. Or I know, like, for as as little of an effect as those comments had in my opinion or in my viewing of it, that's because I've never experienced that kind of misogyny or that kind of uh, sort of just generalized abuse in any real way in the real world. Because again, I'm a cis man. So that's never been something that I've had to sort of 
acknowledge or address or like exist with in any particular space ever in my life, right? So yeah, no, one hundred percent. I I one hundred percent know. What I I get what you're saying, one hundred percent. I think. Yeah, it's just it's just being. Um, it's just you have to be there to nurture and to give guidance and to yeah. be pretty. You know, that was that was their whole thing in this. And then, you know, it's okay for men to be misogynist about it, which is why I liked Liu Kang so much on this, because he was like, look, that's fucked up. And it was just it was really subtle the way that he did that and his like his treating of female characters. Right. But again, like and he wasn't necessarily fighting for Sonia's honor or anything. He no, he was he was always going to fuck up Shane soon. Right. Like that was always his thing. Unlike Johnny, who is like, I have to save her and stuff like that, you know? Um, yeah. So I like, I liked his character a lot. But with regard to just how the women were treated and, yeah. and you know, kind of like that mentality of just like, oh, well, it's just this movie and stuff like that. Like, okay, yeah, like, sure. But like, we could have done a little bit better. Like, yeah. just, a, just a few minor tweaks could have, oh, like, for sure. completely changed that experience. But when young boys are watching this and seeing that it's okay to do that, then that's, that's, that's my issue you know it's or then true. it's like when yeah. like women are literally telling you don't fight my battles for me i can do this and like oh darling it's okay oh sweetheart you know like here let me give this to you and like just manipulating them literally into positioning them to where they want them to be so that way they can then take advantage of them and dominate them like yeah. that didn't happen in the next movie which is cool like i i liked the the next movie for that not being the the main plot is just the whole plot couldn't have happened without Sonia being on that boat. Exactly. So, but she had the least lines and she was there to just kind of like encourage dudes. Yeah. I so. mean, for the most part, yes, I do think that like the redemption of her killing Kano was gorgeous. <laughs> just, and again, we've already talked but about that. But that happens so early on too. It it's does, like, it okay, does. her story's done. Yeah, they ended that way too early, I think, especially if they were establishing that, like, this whole Kano gaslighting Sonya moment as a subplot, and then, like, 35 minutes in, he's dead, (laughs) and she's now just like, I have achieved full success, I am a full, complete character, my arc is over, and then it's like, no, you're going to be damsel, she's like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? Also, take down that hair, and we're going to take your shoes away. You don't need those, actually. (laughs) Yeah, we're actually going to give you this, like, chest plate with chains, and can we have those shoes, please? Thank you. Should we talk about Raiden for a second? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Let me scroll down. Okay. I forgot he was even in this. <laughs> to be, I mean, okay, until this mo- like, I completely forgot that he existed for a sec. <laughs> I thought that, like, my perception of this film going into this was very different than what the actual movie was. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, yeah. I remember, like, oh, yeah, Raiden's there, and he's helping out, and he's doing the thing. And, like, Raiden's not there at all. He, like, essentially, like, guilts Kang into fighting in the tournament, like, just being, like, just being a manipulative asshole to him about literally everything, like calling him a fake and all of this stuff too. And I'm just like, damn, okay. But like, literally he's not in it. He's in it like for like a couple times just to tell the humans that they fucked things up and like they're not ready. And it's like, wait, but wasn't your job to get everybody ready for this tournament? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I it feels I mean obviously just the casting is problematic in general but also like because the character is kind of this 
already obviously problematic trope. <laughs> so on top of it, like casting it wrong, I'm like, is that a does that like cancel it out? Because he's a white actor performing this like mystical fit. I mean, obviously not, but um, yeah, he was kind of that useless. has a cult following, right? Yeah, and I'm just he, like, oh, cool. He was like, he was very useless in this. I mean, what the only again. What was the only thing he really did was like intimidate the baddies in that one thing when he's on the staircase. I think that's like it. And is that it? And literally just told people like, uh, what do you say? He said, uh, "The only one that can defeat you is your own fear." And he's like told Johnny that he's afraid of being fake. He told King that he's afraid of his destiny. And then he told Sonia, which plays into everything that we were just talking about. And I forgot about this: that she's afraid to admit that she needs help insinuating like because we don't ever see her really do anything for herself insinuating yeah. that she is incapable i forgot about so that that's not cute yeah they're trying to equate the characterization of her big air quotes stubbornness as a flaw or this need to be autonomous as a flaw yes <laughs> that's funny yes and then like later on he shows up and he's like you have learned all I can teach you. And literally all I can, like, I stopped the movie and I turned to Dave and I was like, what did he teach them? He didn't yeah. teach them anything. He literally didn't do anything. Like, how, like, why is he taking credit for all of this? And he's like, to Kang, just being like, oh, well, I can't be there all the time. I can't help all of these people. And you're just like, well, but literally, what are you fucking doing? Like, because yeah. you're not, you're not getting ready for this, like, thing that is, like, your soul uh, your sole job as the protector of the earth realm, right? Like, you've just been like, peace out. I'm okay. And um, what is he even doing? What, Nothing. What do you think Raiden <laughs> does on his days off? Because clearly, like, that's every day. What do yeah. you, what, what would you speculate he does? Uh, probably just, like, sits at a coffee shop looking mysterious, waiting for somebody to come up and ask him what he does for a living. <laughs> and ask that's him about his job. His hat or something? Yeah. Like, I love your hat. Mm, like, lightning eyes. <laughs> He's, yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> I really did forget he was in this movie. I do think it's just funny because, like, it adds to the silliness because it is very much like that. Like, I've taught you well. No, you didn't. Who are you? Like, where yeah. are you from? Hello, this is, like... No. Like, if this were filmed as, like, a satire or, like, had, like, just a little bit more of those comedic beats, I'd be like... Yes. Like, this well, is a spoof. This is a spoof. That's what it feels like. Yes. 100% where it's like, it just, it really just feels so, it feels like almost like watching, um, do you remember, uh, not Top Gun, or Top Secret. Do you remember watching Top Secret? No, I never watched it. It's just like very, it's like the the spoofiness of like a scary movie. Like all of those. Yeah. A spoof. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I learned about that in film class. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know these things. <laughs> I know these things. Also, did you love that they were like, this fight only happens once in a generation and it was like five years ago or something or like a couple years ago? Yeah. I thought that was so funny. I was like, wait, what is this happening? What's like, yeah. your brother just died and now coincidentally there's another Mortal Kombat? Mm-hmm. Uh, They're just going for it. He's He's honestly, he's impatient. He wants to take over the earth as soon as possible. So he's like, fuck it. Special edition Mortal Kombat. Let's go. <laughs> uh, sudden death. Yeah. yeah. This movie was silly and fun, but this movie was a little bit messy. Yeah, 100%. Could not agree with you more. 
Should we do the next one? Yeah, dude, let's do the next one. Okay, let's rock and roll. Martial arts master Hanzo goes to fetch a pail of water for his wife and children, but comes back to find them dead by the hands of his rival, Sub-Zero. Unfortunately, Hanzo is no match against Sub-Zero's powers, but vows revenge on him prior to descending into hell. A few moments later, Raiden finds the remnants of the destruction along with one of Hanzo's children who is still alive and takes him to the orphanage. Several hundred years later, Mortal Kombat is still raging and Shang Tsung decides that this time he's going to kill Earth's champions before they even reach the tournament, so he wins by forfeit. Pan over to washed-up fighter Cole Young, who is at the end of his career and taking whatever matches he can get to support his family, who just so happens to also meet and be attacked by Sub-Zero, who is back to destroy yet another family? Oh no! Wouldn't you know it, the Young family is saved by Jax, a human with a dragon marking that apparently means they were chosen to fight in Mortal Kombat, and OMG, Young has one too! Young leaves his family behind and goes to find Sonya Blade, who has pieced together the entire plot of the movie, but who herself doesn't have a dragon marking. Oh! Literal piece of shit Kano is there, too. Some more fights happen, and the group makes their way to Raiden's temple, where they train with Liu Kang and Kung Lao to unlock their arcana. More stuff happens, and Kano switches sides, and everybody fights. The good guys win in the end, Sonya gets her mark, and Earth is saved from... Pre-Mortal Kombat. Okay, that's that's not just me, right? They don't. They didn't they never actually get... do Mortal Kombat. No, that was... So before I watched this, that was the only thing I knew about this was the fact that this is kind of just like the introductory stories. They're just introducing the characters. They never actually get to Mortal Kombat. Yeah, okay. Which... I wanted to make sure that, that I was correct because I was just like, like, wait, but the, there's a fight? Like, how... <sighs> So my biggest problem with this just from because, again, it's silly. Like the concept is silly. It's supposed to be this gratuitous, silly game that's like literally intending to be like so up its own ass in gratuitous violence. Like that's the whole point of the game. So it's essentially just this silly, shitty game. I feel like this movie tried to do the thing that a lot of current movies are doing, which is ground it in a real way and tie them all together in like a, a neat little bowed package where it's like, here's why Jax has robot arms and here's why Kano got his eye. And here's why this, where it's like, it's trying to be too like, I didn't, I just maybe cause I like backstories, but maybe I was just like, maybe I was just there was soured on it. There was, it was too, too many, it, like there was too many characters and they tried to set each one up without doing any of them justice. Yeah. Um, also just real quick to backpedal on um, what you were saying about like the violence in the video games and stuff like that, like over gratuitous and stuff like that. Did you hear about um, the most recent Mortal Kombat that came out? How like the game developers, like some of them had to go to therapy because they had PTSD from having to render and like having to like animate and render these things. And because they had to get them right, they had to watch these absolutely grotesque videos and study these photos of like just real, actual, brutal violence See. to get that. So, like, thinking about <sighs> that in terms of. The gratuitous violence here right like we see where where it started in the 1990s where it's kind of silly and fun and everything to then take it to another extreme right and this is this is where we where we got so even if it was just supposed to be fun it just was taken to this extreme and you know the women characters didn't 
get any better at all. They got way worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so having that context going into this was um was really gross and awful. You it's know. rough. I mean, even watching this, there were a couple moments like in and in the same way, like playing one of the later iterations of the game, there are some times where I'm like kind of flinching, like, ooh, like ah, like And somebody had to spend fucking I, hours on those animations and watch like, actual videos of like gross which things is, happening and has PTSD from that. Like that's I didn't awful. know that. That's fucked. Like I what a shit like cause it's really it's it's effective. It'll fuck you up. Like just being exposed to that even in a way that's like you're you're detached from it and it's like bigger quotes scientific or what whatever whatever version of this you're doing it for that's still going to affect you. Like you're still going to have your body, your, your brain's going to see this and react and be like, Oh, this is bad. This is jarring. This is traumatizing. I shouldn't see this. So like, but then that's I mean, literally I know, your job. It's, but it's, but it's literally, that's crazy. I didn't know that. But I mean, just in general with this game, like even sometimes like it wasn't awful, awful. There were, I mean, fuck, there are a couple moments in this movie where I was like, Ooh, when, when they're in the thing and uh, his hat turns into the bus, saw, which again, that's in the game. I know that that fatality is in the oh, game. Oh, yeah. These are all their finishing moves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is go- like, I love, yes. And it looked really good. But Jesus fucking Christ. Like, yeah. even 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 playing like one of the later iterations where it, well, I forget what version of it, but like everybody, like the whole vibe is like x-ray. Like, so when somebody's getting punched, it has an x-ray of their face and you see their, like, bones breaking underneath their skin. Yes. Like, that that was sort of the implemented, like, new new twist on the violence of the game. So, like, even sometimes in those games, it's like, this, like, the whole point is for us to be like, ooh, fuck, like, ooh, that's, that's crazy. That's a rough one. Like, or, or it's so, so sillily gratuitous, sillily? So sillily gratuitous. that, And that's, like, the point, I think... Not to say that, like, I do think that it's at a certain point, it's like, hey, when's when's enough? Because, like, I mean, that was the base. Like, it was supposed to be kind of like silly and like over the top. That was the point. But like, at what point are we just like, we don't have to keep adding a 10 to to each one of these iterations. At what point is this damaging to the people that are making and consuming the game? (laughs) I know, because sometimes it really is too much. Like. Ugh. Like, I mean, even watching and in this movie, even watching uh, Jax get his arms frosted and like broken, I was like, oh, like, Jesus Christ. Like, I don't like that. Like, what the fuck? That's too much. You know, I, I just. Ugh. Yeah. I did like the visual or sort of the 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 special effects. Just I think in they terms did a great of. Job. Yeah. They looked great. It really amplified the violence, obviously, which was the intent. But even like the moment when Jax has his shotgun and he shoots Sub Zero, and Sub Zero just freezes the gun as the shotgun that was goes so off, fucking cool. and you see all the pellets like going out slowly, and then he just uppercuts the gun and breaks it because it's so cold. I was like, oh. And then- the daggers like the the blood oh. dagger and the ice dagger yes. and shit like that i was like <gasps> like the way that they did some of the things in this movie were just like so cool and so smart like yes. good use of those powers like um using the the flare to like uh oh my uh, mark that on reptile uh, yeah yeah so good 
See, like, and th- those elements of like just choreography and like all for the most part, all of the fight sequences, I was like, oh, this is engaging. I'm loving this. Like, yes. yes. Whereas the first one was very clearly like, this is going to be a little bit of dialogue getting from one fight to the next fight to the next fight, emulating sort of a gameplay style storytelling, which I think worked well. I think it was great. Again, we're not here for the dialogue. We don't give a shit. The whole vibe, the whole point of this is like the fighting. That's the base. We're going to scooch past it. Gorge. This one kind of did the same thing, but it just felt like really redundant and meaningless cutscenes. Like it felt. Yeah. Like it felt to me like the acting was just really bad. So I was taken out of it a lot. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. First, I, I had no expectations going into this, right? It was like, I don't know what I'm fucking in for. And yeah. the the opening scene with Hanzo like, which I love the actor too, right? So, like, with him and his family and, like, the way that was shot, the kind of pacing of that, you know, like, you see, like, the gardening tool, right? Like, the close-up of that, the setting up of this character and Sub-Zero and what they are to each other and their whole fight and everything. Fucking loved this. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be so fucking interesting. Like, I'm so here for this. And then to just, like, basically that was, like, its own short yeah. You know, like really had nothing to do like other than like this is the descendant of Hanzo, like had nothing to do or like even like the pacing and the tone and everything were just so different. It was really jarring for me. So yeah. that also that made like all of the acting and all of the dialogue and all of the lines and everything just seem so redundant, so silly, so out of place and so bad acted. Like I'm like, OK, you made some really cool choices in that in that first one right like the setting up of sub-zero versus scorpion cool like let's do this but then like all of that storytelling that they had like the level of storytelling that i expected after that scene was just like fucking thrown out the window <laughs> like 100 <laughs> percent. because and to me i'm like in, at least in the the other one there is a level of I know that these in-betweens are going to be bad. You've already established a precedent as far as like the dialogue's not great. The acting's not great. We know this. But this movie tried so hard to be of the world and to be this serious dramatic piece of like, it felt just like so, it's just the, it's a problem I have with the, the sort of the lot of like. The was so bad. The hyper realizing of sort of these not so real properties. Like this isn't. This is you. It doesn't have to be of the world. Like it, you don't have to make it. You don't have to Christopher Nolan Batman it. Like you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? You don't Just, have to explain then, yourself. You don't have to explain it. And and to me, the bad acting. Like I think in general, the acting is probably good if it was edited right or directed a little bit different. But because it's such a Sonya silly. Was bad. I, I mean, he 100% could just be terrible, but it really did feel like everything felt so out of place because of that, because of that, because it was like, we don't need this realistic version of anything like the the dichotomy of this silly idea with this hyper realized grounded acting. It just it didn't mesh it like just the whole the whole movie it kept the acting would take you out of the the story of this because the maybe the lines were bad or somebody's weird take on this or like why did he get out of the car why is that happening okay but then the fight is gorgeous and you're like yeah okay this is the movie this is what we're here for and then it's like back to uh the young family and like i i just it just it seemed it was all to over me, the place to me this the sets also really took me out of it because i they felt so simple and they felt yes. so um 
they didn't feel like 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 you said they're trying to make this a fully realized world to make it grounded in our world but the sets felt like sets they didn't feel like there was any life in them yeah um and like and the the temple was boring as shit Like, and I was like, I don't care like this. There is nothing visually interesting about this where the first one, the first one was over the top and cartoony and fun. And like a lot of those shots were taken from like the video games. And so maybe like these are like the later video games. I I never really played them past like one or two. Um, Yeah. So like cool but also it just is more boring like there's nothing stimulating there's nothing stimulating about the dialogue about the actors about the story about the scenes so literally the only thing that is stimulating in this moment is the fight scenes like yeah truly all you had to do was throw them in this like toxic lime green environment where there's slime oozing down the walls and it's so vibrant and so silly there's like a million monsters and tubes just like throughout this green laboratory have one throwaway dialogue that's like oh well dr luna decided to abandon his project and oh no you happen to be in there that's all i need literally that's it tell me just what happened and why we're here and i'll believe it it doesn't have to be like we're in an alley and we just happen to go into this warehouse because warehouses exist. It's like literally break through a wall, land in a fucking Barnum and Bailey's circus tent. <laughs> I don't give a shit. But just be like, oh, have somebody in the background be like, oh, the circus is in town. Perfect. That's all the justification I need. We're in this cool environment. Now it's time to fucking fight. So fight. <laughs> That's all. That's all this movie is here for. <laughs> well, and in the same way that like they were trying to ground this in in reality, right? Like yeah. so like they <laughs> they went over and like tried to over explain Mortal Kombat too, where it's like now there's this thing with like the dragon birthmark and then so you're destined to fight. But also if you die, then that person gets your mark, right? Okay. Um, and then like there's this whole like I mean the other one was definitely about dominance and power and cyclical violence and all of this kind of stuff right um, like just these very toxic male ideas of what it means to like who is worthy and reinforcing like all of those kinds of things right and this one really doubled down on that where you like you know there there was this emphasis on your arcana and getting that and your inner power right but you had to be like pushed to the edge to do that you had to suffer so much like pain was the ultimate catalyst to get you to realize your full true power so that just took like that first idea and just like fucking doubled down in like a really gross way to me and then like you have to commit physical violence in order to fully like in order to reach your arcana which is like essentially like to really know yourself right and to be really in touch with yourself you have to commit violence right and if you don't like commit violence if you don't know your arcana you're a liability and you're worthless so like that's sonia's whole thing she finds out about all these things. She wants to be in the cool kids club, right? Because she feels worthless without it. And when she goes to the temple, even though she's helping or whatever, they literally just keep telling her how she's worthless and she can't train and she is no- of no use until she has that symbol. 
you know yeah. so like it's like the like the this isn't the blood of a champion or like she doesn't smell like she belongs here and you're like what is happening what is yeah. what is all that what? and like the way that you earn any of that is by like death and pain and yeah. not by actually <laughs> practicing like so these people have to suffer a little bit and then they're just incredible fighters and they can do all of this you know but like there's also like this quote where it's like combat takes intelligence where they're trying to make combat seem smarter or, or yeah. than it than it actually is you know but like most of it is just putting each other down and like rewarding toxic masculinity you know like where yeah. Kano is the one to get his um his power first because he is of course the most masculine and the most toxic and the most like outspoken and violent both um emotionally and physically right so he's rewarded and he like calls everybody a pussy and i was like <laughs> okay that's that's cool cute um and of course like like any good toxic male he turns his back on his like quote-unquote friends or whoever oh, and then yeah. like the whole rest of the story happens but like so it's just that showing of like uh, and reinforcing the need for violence and the need for um for that to exist in order for you to know who you are you know and like sonia yeah. in this one too she was like she wasn't even like a real person like she didn't have anything feminine about her she was very male coded and like they went into like this whole thing where again she's the keeper of knowledge so she literally has like this five minute dialogue where there's like fucking way too much information about Mortal Kombat about this fucking base that she has and that she's a military leader and she's a veteran and this whole thing but like her whole thing is that she's just not good enough and she wants to prove like even though she's obviously very accomplished she needs to prove that she's good enough that she's like man enough in order to get this right and yeah. she's still sexualized like fucking Kano like is still like oh like asks her like basically what color her pubic hair is and she like fucking hits him and then like the whole thing about this is like you get the tattoo and then you have to unlock your arcana so cool she finally kills kano but then she suddenly is really cool at fighting and she doesn't have to unlock her arcana and is that just because she's suffered so much as being a woman in the world like fucking whatever like i yeah. i was very bored with all of that and i hated it can we talk about how much kano just wanted to talk about his nutsack <laughs> did you notice how many that, fucking lines how many times he talked about his nutsack and that to me like <laughs> i get that kano is supposed to be this hyper masculine hyper machismo fucking racist chauvinist misogynist racist pig like who is also like a child he's a this childish man who is just gross has no ethics blah he's sweaty all the time that's the that's the vibe <laughs> i mean even in this i don't know i like i wasn't as impressed with the character in this one like he was fine but it felt like i'm acting like a bad boy and here's me being a bad boy and i was like okay like you don't have to keep telling us you're a bad boy like just be a bad boy if you're a bad boy great he calls <laughs> Uh, Kung Lao. He calls Kung, Kung Lao's um, ha a sombrero, and he calls him princess in the same breath. And I'm yeah. like, did you really need to like go 
go through all of this because like Kano arguably has the most lines and the most character development in the same way that Johnny Cage did in the last one right whereas Johnny Cage was like made laughable and stuff this guy sure is like an obvious bad guy but like still he's rewarded first before anybody yeah. else and he's like yeah you piece of shit I got yeah. mine fucking suck my nuts and I'm like <laughs> you're so gross like yeah. you don't I don't want to ever hear about Kano's nutsack ever again. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, I do, and that is the problem with well, society. Kano from the first movie. <laughs> from the first movie, yeah. Do you, did yeah. you like Kano from this one? No, he was also okay. not as cute. Like, And again, I don't want to exactly. like... I'm not trying to like fully sexualize this character, but like, he's scummy, so just like, fuck him. Who cares? He was not as cute as in this one. Just base level... Was not as cute. I was not as into him. Also, at least in the first one, like, yes, he's a scumbag. Yes, he sucks. But he's not as bad or as blatantly childish and bad as this one where he's just like, here's a racist epithet. Here's some ignorant bullshit. Anyways, my asshole. Anyways, women are bad. And I'm like, I honestly, like, shut the fuck up. I'm so bored. Like, this, I get you. You're supposed to be bad. I get it. Again. But I'm so bored with this, like, overproduced pompous badness that this version of Kano had that like by that dinner scene when he's like pass me the dumpling or whatever I like honest I was just like I'm tuning you out I don't fucking care <laughs> like I'm so bored of you he's so it was too he was much just, of him it was too it was too much of him in the movie yes we had but also so just, many other characters that like I was like cool let's talk about Jax let's talk about some yeah. of the the like the only women that were the only woman that was good was Sonia and the bad guys had like four like yeah. uh four women where like we don't get to know anything except for they look cool as hell you know but yeah. like the the I mean, wife Katana and the daughter who were just sick. like nothing they were the yeah. like the young family was like the most nothing of anybody in this whole movie and like they're supposed to be centered as like or Cole specifically is supposed to be centered as like he's Hanzo's descendant there's this whole thing so like he homeboy has to like forsake his own family because century old like unresolved trauma like that he doesn't even know about right so like okay and like I like the idea of him like being able to use energy that is like you know cast negatively towards him and use that against people like that is fucking cool that is the best part about uh black panther's suit right like that oh yeah I'm fucking i love that idea right um but then like so he's just he's bad at fighting he's a nothing character there's nothing to him there's nothing to his family and suddenly he becomes their leader when he didn't earn anything and he didn't do anything to show that he's a good leader or that he's capable in anything, you know? And like Liu Kang is bad at, he's like, Oh good. You're all here. He's supposed to have found all the champions this whole time and just didn't, you know? And then we had to give Liu Kang a tragic backstory. And then Raiden is also a piece of shit that there's nothing to, and Shang Sun is also a nothing character that's just like, the gods mean nothing. Let's kill him before Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And I'm like, looking at all of these characters, literally the one that is the least qualified to be a leader is Cole. Why yeah. is why are you taking direction from him? It's also, I, I feel like, like you said, nothing is really earned. And I, I mean, this is also 
and I mean this very specifically or it, or, or earnestly, emblematic of the diminishing of that sort of skill building or any sort of moments where we see somebody getting better and like sort of trial by error for that sort of growth. Because, I mean, Sonya steals the fucking birthmark. Okay, so is it a birthmark or like that that whole vibe where it's like you don't really have to earn it. You can just get it and sometimes it's just given to you. There is no sort of rhyme or reason behind it. And again, who even is Cole Young? Why is he... Why... He's just as confused as everyone else. Why is he suddenly the hero hero? Also, Sonia literally was in charge of her own like army special forces unit and stuff like that. They went out of their way to say that she did that for like eight years or something. Yeah. And even then, even after she gets like her marker, I mean, like she still is not allowed to utilize her experience. Now it's just like, ooh, I can hang with the boys now. You know, yeah. and I'm like, you suck. I hate you. This movie was not good. <laughs> and it's because it should, it really should. You don't, you threw way too many characters in there to try to make this, this, I don't know. It was visually interesting just by way of colors and fights and CG, but it was honestly so fucking boring. Like I was so <laughs> like, really, I was just so bored the whole time. And like, None of the motive made sense. Like, I didn't connect. I couldn't connect with any character. Like, how could I? Each character got two seconds to talk. Even the main characters and stuff, you're like, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's just like, oh, I'm in this room. Wait, Sub-Zero's here. No, wait, Scorpion's here to save me. I'm going to run. It's like, okay. And then we're in a fight. And I'm like, this is great because this is what I was looking for. But I don't, I just, I don't think it worked there wasn't any real substance to it. No. And everybody was like kind of like a footnote of a character. There was just nothing to this movie. Yeah. So. Messy. Yeah. Very messy. Very- <laughs> I wanted to like it more than I did, but. Um, I did too. Because again, disappointed. the visuals really knocked it out of the park. They were gorge. They were gorgy. Even that extra blood was gorgeous. I mean, some of it was cr- cringy, obviously, because it's brutal, brutal AF. But it's, a, it's brutality. Brutality. Oh, yeah. No, that's not well, even a thing. Because they, okay. they did that same <laughs> thing in this one too, and I liked it less. Mm-hmm. Where it's like fatality or like, um, it didn't feel finishing. like it. Like it. Anything fun about the first one, right? Like we've already talked about, like all of that was taken out and like that's how movies are now when they're remakes yeah. of like a property, right? It's like the dark, edgy, gritty. But like if you don't know how to make something dark, edgy, and gritty and also compelling, you know, why are we doing this? Like yeah. it, if you had just made this silly and fun, sure, give me 20 characters. That's fine. Whatever. Like it just felt like it didn't know what it wanted to do and it didn't know the story that it wanted to tell. Um, it wanted to do the fight scenes, which is great. Don't give us as much dialogue. Don't give us as many characters. Yeah. Like, we don't need this. Like, you it, know. It really felt like Super Smash Brothers, the movie, in the way that it's like, how do you write a story around that? You can't. It's just, it's character introduction and fighting. That's all we need. The story's not going to be good no matter how you try to implement any sort of weaving narrative between these characters. It will not work. It didn't work. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's why I'm always weary about video games becoming films because it's like, well, yeah. how do you, especially like because there's there's two different types, right? There's the kind where there's literally no story like this, right? Where you just literally have to kind of weave these characters and these these sets and these um, these lines into some sort of narrative, right? Okay. But then there's also the video games where there it is just too much and too expansive and you're not going to be able to do it any sort of justice. So this has to be a, like a TV show if you're going to try. We'll see how Last of Us comes. Like I'm Oh yeah. I'm excited tentatively <sighs> for that because I think that might be the first decent iteration of like a video game brought to the the yeah. a, a screen, you know. Um, I know I haven't seen it in a while, but I do remember really liking the first Resident Evil movie. Okay, I do want to do Resident Evil because I did like we that should, one too when I saw it. We should do that. Hell yeah. But I'm I'm wondering too if it is like a nostalgia thing because I really just like liked it at the time mm-hmm. uncritically. Like, I wonder how that holds up. Because, I mean, Mila Jovovich, incredible. And that like Love. all of those moments, I remember them being pretty good. But again, who knows? <laughs> yeah i mean i know that like it went off the rails in terms of like it wasn't really like in the later films that had basically nothing to do with video game anymore oh it it got wild yeah 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 Ooh, i need to have like a resident evil marathon that would be fun <laughs> i mean we could do resident evil but how would we well well, we'll no, talk about the, the new one is coming out there's there's they're rebooting resident evil <gasps> oh okay Yes. So it it has not come out yet, but they are completely rebooting it. Oh, Gorge. Then, yeah. Then that will, it, that's going to be a must. I love it. I fucking love it. They're making the content for us. They really are. They just love us so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about this movie just because there was just nothing. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly good with, with that also. All right, we went and witnessed a couple of Mortal Kombat's. We went to the outer multiple. world and have returned. Uh, Eric, what yes. did you think of the 1995 version? Who was it for? Um, the 1995 version was truly and earnestly for fans of the video game. I think that that one was very emblematic of exactly what the video game was. It did a great job in bringing that fun silliness to the screen for those fans. It wasn't trying to reinvent anything. It knew the assignment. It turned in the assignment. It got a B minus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just, it knew exactly like it, it succeeded. It was above expectation. Boom. I think it was for uh video game fans. Yeah. Who do you think this yeah. was for? I think this was definitely for gamer boys. And yeah, Gamers, exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, I'm so like f- fans of the video games. Um, what would you call them? Oh gosh, I wish there was a word. They were some gamer boys. They said <laughs> Um They said fatality. Anyways. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, it was it was absolutely like seeing the characters that you love on the screen and then seeing some of the levels that you play, like seeing the fighting, seeing like the finishing moves and stuff like that. Like, so cool. It's just like, oh, yeah. fuck yeah, that's that. That's that, that's that, that's that. Yeah. And like, you know, and then when you do that, when you go play the video game, it's like, hell yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's it. That's exactly who this was for. And it fucking delivered. It did. I, yeah, I think I think it was. I mean, again, I had never seen it before. I think it was like the perfect. I just, it was just so fun. Did you like it? I did. I really liked it. I thought it was very silly and just like it's like the best all nonsense, no nonsense movie where like it's to the point. It gets where it needs to go. It gets where it needs to go. It just does it. It boom, 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 moves on. But the entire time it is very just like, what fucking who cares? Whatever. (laughs) We're just doing it. Just go. Next scene. Go to the next scene. (laughs) You know what I mean? It just it it felt very uh, it was a good time. Yeah, I even for all of the shit that I just talked on it, um, I did like it. I had a good time with it because it is um, it is a very nostalgic film for me for various reasons. Um, I was really surprised on this rewatch that uh, there was so little Sub-Zero and Scorpion in there. Uh, Like because I feel like my perception of what it was um, is I mean, Again, like you just need to re-experience something to correctly remember yeah. things in context. But yeah, I, I still really liked it. I still thought it was incredibly fun. It was so silly. It was so over the top. Do I want justice for Sonia and just women in general? Because there were only, count them, two women in that whole movie out of like fucking everybody there. Um, even like the extras or people sitting at the tables and stuff like that. Just two. Um would I like a version of this where the women weren't objectified in this way? Yeah, absolutely. If they were not, this would be a perfect film. Fucking wonderful. Yeah. So good. Love it. And, and the representation, obviously. Like, both of those things. Fix those two things. This is what I wanted the 2021 version to be. I wanted it to be this movie with women that are strong and have their own thing and better representation. That's all I wanted. I, I wanted 100%. this whole thing, fucking carbon copy, fucking mwah, beautiful, 100%. Yeah. But I didn't get it. So. No. Yeah. But yeah. So I, I, I liked this. Will I watch it again? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. will watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> what about the 2021 version? Um, was it new, interesting, or the same? Progressive, regressive? Has the story evolved with today's ideals? Um, It was just knew because it was very much of the let's make this IP, this dark, gritty, realized story about like family. I don't know. Like it was interesting in that regard. And I guess new or it was new in that regard. I don't think it was very interesting at all. I think it like just did a disservice to exactly what the first one was. I think it, I think it just missed the mark. I don't think I wasn't that interested in it. The only thing I was interested in was the visuals I think that that was stunning. I think it looked amazing. Um, I can't really say it was regressive, but I also can't really say it was progressive. I mean, in its representation, yes, it was progressive. But outside of that, it was kind of just the same. Just in in terms of everything, um, I think... <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard because the first one has so little substance <laughs> that I'm trying to like. Um, I feel yeah. like the first one had more, was more stylized and more fun and knew exactly where it was yeah. and what it was. Whereas this one, I feel like it had a true identity crisis. I it think did. it was yes. new in the sense that uh, it was different. Uh, yes. I think it was 
super boring. I think it was, I don't think it was the same at all. I think it was, I think it had an identity crisis. I think it just didn't know what it was or what it wanted to be. Um, And I really, um, it was progressive, like we said, in the, in the way that the representation was better, but regressive in like, like Sonya's story was even worse than it was in the first one, you know, like, and, uh, and like, there was no progress made by anybody and like just the the overall narrative of like you have to suffer and hurt in order to unlock your true self and only then are you actually worth something and the only way to do that is through violence you know like i think that's incredibly regressive um and yeah i just i did not i didn't think it was i just was it was such a snoozer and such a frustrating snoozer it was a frustrating snoozer for sure absolutely um who do you think this was for Mm, um studio execs hoping to cash in on some nostalgia i'd say because i mean at the end of the day who like really who was it for besides them like i don't think i mean i don't want to speak for anybody but i feel like it's not good enough to be like wow this is like really great for the ip of this franchise or for this thing like it just it, they were just trying to cash in on a nostalgia wave. Like most of these things, it is a cash grab. So I think at the end of the day, it was for the studio execs. Who do you think it was for? I 100% agree. 100%. This is a cash grab. Because, I mean, if anybody really gave a shit about this, they would have looked at the script and been like, man, this is shit. We can fix this. Because, like, yeah. the fights don't, like, it, you just have to say, insert fight, and then, like, here's some dialogue, and then insert fight, and then here's some more dialogue. Like, and the person choreographing the fights can be completely different. Like, those those don't have to be narratively, like, like sure, like, you need to know who's who's the winner or who, how the fight is concluded, right? But yes. it felt like this was just kind of an outline where it was like, oh, yeah, and then we want this and this and this. Like, and then these are the things about Mortal Kombat. Oh, we'll just make Sonya say that. That's fine. Like, oh, and then we're going to have this. Oh, like the, the Arcana, unlocking the Arcana thing. Like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, and then, like, they accidentally gave everybody the rough draft rather than giving them the finished product. Like, yes, it, it felt like the first draft of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean from from a from a story perspective without a doubt this was a first draft idea for how to make a new Mortal Kombat movie without a doubt. Did you like it? No. 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 Again, the fights were cool. The fights were gorgeous actually. You know what? The fights were great. The fights gorgeous. Love them. As a whole, no. I didn't like the movie. I thought it was pretty boring. Did you like it? No, 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 I didn't like it. I didn't like anything about it. I thought it was bad and messy and I could not understand why they made some of the choices that they made. And it felt like there could have been intent and it could have been good. So I'm just like, I'm very mad. I'm very like, if you want to do a dark, gritty reboot, that's fine. But you have to have a direction you have to have a story you have to make this shit worth my time because i just don't need to see other people's trauma or like yeah. hear about it because we didn't even like s- like see people's backstories we just kind of like heard about it secondhand from like oh i was an orphan and then i killed this guy that was selling orphans and that's how i got my mark 
Yeah. Okay, fine. I understand that's traumatizing. That was like all of Liu Kang's five minutes on screen <laughs> was him talking about this. And it was just people talking. It was boring. We didn't see fucking anything other than yeah. some cool ass fight scenes. But you know what? This could have been a YouTube miniseries. It could have. And I would have ate that shit up. That would yeah. have been super, super, super fine. Just give us nope. give us a long, uh, give us a super cut of the fight scenes and that's it. That'd be great. That's That'd be gorgeous. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Wow. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review us on uh, iTunes and follow us on social media. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash nostalgia where you can get a whole nother show of us called the Not Nostalgia Podcast where we just talk about random shit for very cheap. You will really love it. Be a patron. And we just recently restructured a little bit to make it easier to support us. And so you get more stuff out of it. Our artwork and music is by Eric Lefebvre. Editing is by Danny Barkley. And uh, thank you again for listening. And thank you, Eric. Thank you, Jess. And remember, stay cute. And stay critical. Goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more. Hey everybody, I'm Eric. I'm Shelby. I'm Jake. And we are the band Lousy Advice from the Lousy Advice Podcast. Come listen as we draft artists and genre-centric best-of lists. With the help of our closest friends. These lists are canon. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. From misfits to share. Green Day to Gaga. Or Pup to Paramore. Listen to the Lousy Advice Podcast now or else. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Nostalgia Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that we are the band Lousy Advice, and this is our podcast, the Lousy Advice Podcast. The Lousy Advice Podcast? The Lousy Advice Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.